I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. Happy to be back with you for another great episode of the Cracked Interviews podcast. Joining us today, we have a very special guest. Uh, If you have been listening to our interviews, if you've been listening to our other podcast, The Great Shot Podcast, you know we've had real advertisements in those podcasts for the past few episodes. Joining me on today's Cracked Interviews podcast, I have the Director of Public Relations for the Stowe Mountain Classic event, Kyle Ross. Kyle, welcome to the Cracked Interviews podcast. Thank you, Alex. Great, great to be here. Yeah, and so, you know, for our fans who have listened to those advertisements, you know the Stowe Mountain Lodge Classic is an event that's held in beautiful Vermont, and they'll be having it. I believe it's August 18th to the 22nd. If you did not catch that, fans, those are the dates, and make sure your calendars are open. As we've mentioned before, that's right before Labor Day. For so your parents, you want to take your kids to one last fun event before the summer is over. Why not take them to Vermont, see some beautiful, you know, pro events. He's just such wonderful tennis. Enjoy the scenery. Have yourselves a time. And, you know, before we, we'll obviously be talking a lot about this event in this podcast. Before that, I want to introduce you to our fans, Kyle, because you have quite the interesting background. You know, you're a graduate of Kobe College. And so, of course, I have to say, go Mules. Hey, yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you, for those who don't know, Colby College located in Maine, uh, obviously the Stone Mountain Classic in Vermont. Uh, are you a Northeastern guy? You've always been in the New England area. Yeah, I'm from upstate New York uh, originally. And uh, two of my colleagues these days are, are Bates uh, gra- college graduates. So they're Bobcats, as we call them. Uh, so there's a nice rivalry. Yeah, yeah. It's a friendly rivalry. <laughs> Well, you know, I uh, I was looking into playing college tennis in Bates, about in all of those areas. I was looking up in that area, so you know, Maine is beautiful. But I'm just curious, bringing back tennis to that area, being involved in this event, is that something you always saw yourself doing, going back to those days in Colby? Uh, yeah, I, I I couldn't say that bringing tennis back to New England uh, was something that's always been my dream. Um, but that would be a very niche dream. It would be very specific. Ever since I was four, I wanted to have, to have tennis return to Vermont. Let me tell you. <laughs> but it's been a, a recent dream of mine, for sure. Uh, um, yeah, mostly uh, last summer, I would say, and a couple of years before, maybe. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, before, again, we will talk about the event, but I have to say, so, you know, you were an English teacher back in the day, and you actually taught school in China. You taught, and that was my attempt to say I speak a little bit of Chinese for our listeners who don't speak Chinese. Um, You taught a little bit in Korea. You have seen such exciting parts of the world. Uh, How has your world travels influenced just what you, you know, your involvement in the game, seeing what you've seen as, you know, tennis and international sport? Well, first of all, yeah, I mean, great question, but he's a machine somehow, huh? Wow, 
that's, that's incredible. Well, um, have, have you spent time uh, on, on the streets of China, or is that uh, where, where, where else did you learn that? So my mother will be so happy to hear this. I actually took Chinese both in high school and in college, and I refuse to speak in front of them because it always devolves into them just doing some sort of an attempt at a Chinese language. But yeah, so I did study it. I, I am definitely very rusty, but I, I can I can understand a little bit. When I hear Chinese spoken in public, I sometimes eavesdrop. I'll admit that. Oh, that, that's great, man. I, I also, I, I, I hear Chinese spoken, and I, I try to listen in and... Uh... It's been a while, but your accent, you know, coming from an expert like me, let me tell you, your accent's great. Oh, my tones are rough. It's uh, my Chinese teacher, Yang Lasha, who in high school wrote me a recommendation letter, would not be proud of how it's devolved. Oh, that's fine. Uh, got your yeah, so my my question being, you know, having this experience, being a part of, you're also a part of Grand Slam Tours, which is a company that brings uh, tennis fans to events throughout the world. But my question is, you know, being a part of a, of a group like Grand Slam Tours, is that something you saw in China, in Korea, in your travels, that tennis is a sport that is relished throughout the world? Yeah, uh, absolutely. And, and it, it takes a lot of forms, too. I spent a lot of my time in China and Korea. I mean, I was easily the youngest person on a tennis court at 8 a.m. Uh, by, by 40 years. And, you know, it was me and... <laughs> Three other seventy-year-olds playing uh, playing some morning dubs, you know. And, and I'm hoping he, you won. Did you beat the dubs? I'm, I'm sure our fans are curious. No, I, I would not say I, I beat the dubs. Uh, I'm sure I won some matches, but I I, I easily lost to seventy-year-olds and eighty-year-olds while I was over there. I've always said a dove is more powerful than a mule. Oh, that's a that's a common expression <laughs> over, over there. <laughs> but yeah, so international tennis, please. Um, I, mean, I, I just love the times when I, I, I didn't speak uh, Chinese or, or Korean uh, early on. And you know, I, I barely speak it now. And you, you show up at a, a tennis club or you show up at a court with a racket in your hands and, and suddenly you're, you're making friends and, and you know, getting access to, uh, to a culture that without tennis you, you wouldn't be able to, to, to interact with. Uh, I mean, that, that happened to me countless times. And it was like it was only due to tennis that I – that I made some of my best friends over there. That I exercised at all. Um, I mean, I, I I tried to visit challengers and ATP and WTA tournaments wh wherever I've been uh, through all my travels. Uh, and and yeah, man, tennis is just it, it's a gateway and it brings people together. And uh, you know, the fact that you can play dubs with with people from from different languages, different cultures, and and different backgrounds it's a uh, it's a pretty cool sport in in that way. I absolutely agree, and to bring it home, and I now understand why, and I would have asked Westhoff to cut this out before because I was embarrassed of getting the dates wrong, but it was because last year's event was August 22nd to 24th. That's something I have stuck in my head, and I want to talk about last year's event a little bit before talking about this year's because that was the, you know, the premier event in Vermont, and you know, I've, I've read an article talking about it, and you've mentioned before how in Vermont, there's this community of tennis. There's two generations. There's a group that remembers tennis from the days of Lendl and young Brad Gilbert. And then there's a new generation kids who are a little bit younger, you know, the 18 to 25 year olds who say, oh, in 2007, we had Fed Cup here. And so you talked about that level of excitement in the community brought to the event. Um, just talk about how that excitement in the community makes the Still Mountain Classic so special. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh... It, it's pretty cool that that a place. That, have you been to Vermont? Alice? 
Uh, only in spirit when I followed the Bernie Sanders campaign last year, but never physically. Nice, nice. <laughs> that was a little political. Sorry, I, I, you know, I get off my tangents. No, no, it's, it's, a, it's a political place, you know? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's the fact that pro tennis has, has any sort of history or, or legacy here is, is incredible. Uh, I mean, it's, it's green. There are not many people here. Uh, so is a, you know, so is a small town of, of maybe 4,500 folks. And and in Burlington, the, the, the biggest metropolis in in the state has, uh, I think, around 40,000. Um, so, I mean, if you want to talk about you know, communities, I mean, Ver Vermont is just like speckled with with small towns and, and small communities. And so the fact that we have had pro tennis here for, what, 30, you know, almost 40 years now, uh, it's, it's pretty cool that this community has has sustained it and has, you know, showed an interest in it. And, you know, there, I, I've heard a statistic that says Stowe has the most tennis courts per capita in the world. Uh, is that something else that plays a factor? Yeah, and I, I love that statistic. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not sure, and I, I, would, I would wager that you couldn't put a source on it. It's the, my source is Kyle Ross in this 2017 interview. <laughs> That's funny. Um, we we have tons of courts, and I, I just got off two of the most beautiful courts uh, in the world. The the Trap Family Lodge. Uh, uh, there's a two banks of two red clay courts. Uh, you're playing these uh, Scottish Highland cattle uh, while you while you serve, and it's it's just a stunning place for for tennis courts. And in every nook and cranny in Stowe, uh, there's there's another set of them. Uh -oh. I, I don't know if there is an official uh, data keeper for most tennis courts per population in a certain area, but uh, Stowe is definitely right up there. Yeah, definitely. And, you, you know, you talk about the grand court of them all, the new, you know, Stowe Stadium court. That's a court. You have bleachers on sides, but you leave it open so that you have the views of the mountains. And it, it truly is a fantastic view. And, you know, when we're, our listeners are listening to this, they're thinking, well, why do I want to go out to this stadium? You know, what makes this Stowe Mountain Resort that much different than, say, a Cincinnati or a U.S. Open? And what is it about this stadium court to you and this experience that makes it so much different from the average ATP event. Oh, it, it is such an intimate experience. Uh, I mean, the, 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 there are many reasons. Uh, one, there's not a bad seat in the house. Um, the, take a seat in the highest grandstand level seat that we have, which is $29, by the way. And you're still closer than you would be in the lower bowl of any major stadium uh, on tour, easily. Uh, and then, you know, once you're in that super cheap and very close seat, you're, you're looking at a great tennis, uh, you know, on court right in front of you. But then uh, right in the background, you have these ski trails just hanging above the court. And it's like they're just dripping down. And the, the trails themselves, I don't know if you've seen uh, ski resorts in summer, but the trails themselves are kind of a lighter green. And then the, the woods all around them are a darker green. And it's just, it's a stunning thing to see. And it just doesn't exist anywhere else on, on tour. It's, it's really incredible. So tennis aesthetics is actually a topic we've gotten into in quite a bit of depth on the Great Shot podcast. So I'm going to press you there one more time. What are the court colors? What are we looking at? So we are looking at um, US Open green and blue. Oh, that's what I like. Yep, yep. No, it's, it's really pretty. And we, uh, I just was on court uh, yesterday with the uh, resurfacing team. And we're going to put in a uh, double wide baseline this year, uh, an extra Ooh. thick baseline, yeah, for extra sight lines. Do we know? Does does the ball skid at all? 
Um, no, the the ball the ball will not skid. It'll play yeah, it'll play balance. perfectly. Uh, we're also uh, developing a new uh, end wall this year. Uh, I have a meeting on on site tomorrow to to develop it. It's going to be all black, and it's going to block out uh, some of the peripheral kind of action and, and foot traffic that you can see behind the the server. And so the the look from the court is just going to be court beautifully done black end wall and then ski trails right above that. Gotcha. It's, it's a photo waiting to happen. Uh, and I look forward to seeing this year's photos. And if you haven't, go to stowtennis.com. You can find photos from last year's events. Get a preview of what we're talking about. Although I will say, Kyle did an excellent job of drawing a picture for us. So thank you for that. Um, I do want to get into the specifics of this event because, again, for the average fan, they're saying, well, what makes this event different? Why, why is it different than Cincinnati where you can see, you know, 700 matches going on at once if you go at the right time versus this event where, you know, last year it's six players this year the draws up to eight what is it you used the word intimate before is that something you'd say applies to this as well yeah i i, I sure would it's intimate it's, it's personal it's uh it's it's special you know i mean there there are a lot of uh tour events uh, throughout the year uh we know we have plenty of 250 500 thousand level grand slam events and they come in all forms but at the end of the day, I mean, they're all they're all kind of serious, you know. I mean, they're all uh, you got you got ATP points on the line. Um, it's a uh, it's in the middle of of a grind of of the tour. Uh, players are coming there with with different priorities, and you get you get all sorts of all sorts of matches on on show courts, on side courts. But there is some sort of a not, not a monotony to them because yeah, you know, obviously you get some incredible matches all over the world. But what you what you don't get is uh, Jeremy Chardy lifting up a ball kid to help that kid get a ball that was stuck in a fence. And then, <laughs> and then later in that match, you don't get Francis Tiafo taking a ball kid's hat off his head, giving him his racket, and having him face off and play a couple of points against uh, Albert Ramos Vignolas. Uh, so it's, it's, a, it's a level of, of, of entertainment that, that you don't really get to see on tour, uh, and especially not here in the States. You know, and we... We liken our event to similar events as warm-ups for other Grand Slams. Kuyung, uh, the Kuyung Classic, for example, is a great warm-up for the Aussie Open. Earlier today, I was watching uh, the Boodles Classic as a warm-up for Wimby. And the, the U.S. Open does not have a, an exhibition event uh, that serves as a warm-up. And so it, you know, our event, the Stone Mountain Lodge Classic, it just kind of drops in and fills, it, it fills the void that, that the U.S. Summer Tennis Series uh, currently has. Absolutely. You talk about the timing, August 18th to the 22nd. That's right before the U.S. Open, but that's after Cincinnati. If you look in the draw now or on the schedule now and we're recording this right before Wimbledon starts, you see players are playing events just like this on the grass to get ready for Wimbledon. So as you mentioned, this does serve as a perfect fun warm up for a guy like a Francis Tiafo who has signed up for this year's event, who will, you know, by ranking, he'll be in the main draw of the U.S. Open. It's just a great way for him to warm up. And so, you know, Getting into the players, you guys have announced two names so far. We have Francis Tiafo, who fans of this podcast know the young American is thriving on tour. I believe he's right around number 50. If he hasn't already t broken into that top 50, uh, he won Del Rey earlier this year. We also have Yoshida, Yoshido Nishioka, the young Japanese star, a guy who was great in the juniors, a uh, guy who, you know, I, as a nerd, I've been following for a long time and look forward to playing. Can I get you to release another name now? You know, you uh, 
you asked nicely, but unfortunately, <laughs> I, I cannot yet release our our other names. Uh, I'm. Can you give me like a like a rhymes with like say it's hike dying. Uh, like, rhymes oh, with Mike. betterer. <laughs> rhymes with uh no um yeah, rhymes with no, we, no, what do you got make a rhyme make a rhyme okay rhymes with oh i got one phallix Ruskin. because i'll be there so factually accurate that is a new name and i might be that lucky ball kid who gets to play a few points we, we have a great ball kid kit for you by the way <laughs> yeah awesome, awesome apparel for you this year as long as it's got high socks i'm in <laughs> you, you should see these socks they're they're, they're great <laughs> Oh, yeah, but so, you know, you talk about this event, again, eight players, uh, I, I believe it's two draws of four where they're all going to play each other and the top two in each group move on. Uh, it, you know, how, how's the format looking? How's it going to break down? What can our fans expect? Yeah, pr- precisely. Uh, it's a, a four-day tourney. Uh, we kick off on Sunday with the top half of the draw, so we'll have two matches on Sunday, and then Monday gets the, uh, the bottom half, another two matches. And they will all meet up on Tuesday for the semifinal. And the, the tourney closes out on Wednesday with a, uh, a very exciting, I'm sure it will be, uh, championship match. Uh, but to give fans a little more uh, bang for their buck, we, and also to give their players, uh, the players another uh, couple matches of practice before they head down to New York, uh, we're also doing a back draw, which which is cool. So the losers from Sunday and Monday will play in a uh, a back draw semifinal on Tuesday. So Tuesday has four matches. Uh, it's our it's our biggest day of matches, and it's it's going to be great. And then finally on on Wednesday, uh, in addition to the championship match, we uh, we also have a uh, called a, a consolation final Ooh, as as well. Look, I've, I've played in plenty of consolations in my day, and there's nothing wrong with taking home the consolation trophy. I'm sure there's a little cash prize in there as well, which is always a nice incentive. But, you know, in terms of you've talked about access to the players being right on the court next to them. Um, I believe there is a players party as well. Is that Are there going to be opportunities like that to actually speak with the players and kind of learn a little bit more about them, get, you know, talk to them? Oh yeah, the, the players' party is an awesome time to to meet and mingle. I mean, uh, Francis was. Oh, I got a great story about Francis. So last year, before one of his uh, before one of his matches, we uh, were taking the players from the Stone Mountain Lodge where they stay. We're picking them up in a golf cart, bringing them to the back entrance of the stadium, and dropping them off. And then they have a you know a twenty yard walk past uh, past the throes of fans and autographs <laughs> and, and all the all the cameras and media uh, to to stadium court. So we're taking Francis and we're going the, the back way. He's like, whoa, 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 where, where are you going? And we're like, uh, Francis, we're taking you to the court. He's like, no, 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 go this way. And he points right through the main entrance to the stadium. It's like, I want to go through the people. Uh, <laughs> and, so, and so we drove it, you know, two miles an hour in a golf cart uh, through the people. He was, you know, doing high fives and everything. He was, he was just loving it. Uh, and it was just, oh. it was a great, like, yeah, glimpse of kind of his character. And uh, and it was a, a pretty cool thing for, for the fans to just have, have the player demand to go through them. You, you don't usually get that, you know? He had his own personal Pope mobile. I love it. And yeah, so- it was not bulletproof, but yeah. <laughs> well, that'll be an improvement for the 2018 event. We'll save that for this year. <laughs> but I guess, you know, uh, the real question I wanted to ask that I was too embarrassed to start out with, but for this player's party, uh, what are we talking for the dress code? How nice do I have to look? Uh, so it's, let me say smart casual. Uh, <laughs> what does that mean? I'd like to think I'm smartly casual. I'm in a nice t-shirt right now. Uh, yeah, that sounds, that sounds nice. Um, 
maybe a mountain sheik. How's your mountain sheik look? Uh, I cannot camouflage with trees, if that's what you're asking me. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, not, I'm not sure camo is the vibe that, uh, that we're going for. Oh, yeah, we had another sponsor, Crossport Threads, that has wonderful ski leggings, so I can rock those. It's an interesting look. Oh, perfect. I like that. <laughs> uh, the, the, the player party, though, it, it was uh, the, the highlight social event of the Vermont, uh, well, social calendar of, of last summer. It was a great party. We had all sorts of people there, the players, uh, you know, their, their coaches, their trainers, anybody who's anybody in Stowe. And, um, so, you know, it was just uh, it was just a great turnout. And uh, music, food was incredible. Uh, some, some awesome photo ops with all the players. Uh, we had signature cocktails from Whistlepig Whiskey, uh, Idle Time Brewery. We, we partner with this great local craft brewery called Idle Time. And they had their beers were just flowing. Um, it was it was it was a great time. I mean, everybody everybody enjoyed it, and we sent people home with uh, with these gift bags from our sponsors, and they were just just filled with like awesome awesome goodies and stuff. Uh, yeah. It was it was. Well, I was gonna say, so you've given us a little bit of a hint, but that was my next question: is what are we looking at for the food spread? Um, food spread. Let's see. Because that's what the fans want to know. The tennis is a secondary to the food. You got peaches and cream at Kalamazoo in Michigan, and it's a classic. Right, right. No, no, no. I mean, the, the tennis is fine, honestly. This is excellent. So, Vermont, dude, we, uh, we're famous for a couple things. We have uh, amazing craft beers. We distill great whiskey. Uh, I think Whistlepig has won, like, the best whiskey in the world or something. Um, and I've, I've sampled many of their their options, and they're they're great. Uh, we also do cheese very well. So Cabot cheese is putting on a whole uh, a whole cheese spread uh, this this year, and it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. Oh, I, we're we're hosting a wine hour at the very least in the in the cracked rackets tent. Ooh, nice. Yeah, call me uh, call me then. <laughs> Track me down. Oh, definitely. No, I, I, it sounds delicious. It sounds, you know, incredible. And again, for our fans, I'll, I'll say it. It's August 18th to the 22nd, the perfect end of summer event to, you know, right before your kids go back to school, get one more family festivity in. And Vermont in the summer is beautiful. There's nothing better than seeing those peaks in the summer. It's just gorgeous. And so, you know, I, I do want to ask you um, just one more. If you were to make a final sales pitch to our fans, you know, why is this the event for them? Because uh, it, it's the event that they can't find anywhere else. You have the ski trails, you have the mountain town, you have the casual vibe, you have the world class tennis, you got the uh, the aforementioned beer and whiskey, uh, you got a, a tournament staff that is as as laid back and professional as it as it gets. You have an amazing podcast partner in Crack Rackets. <laughs> oh, Westoff, leave that in. <laughs> no, it's, it's a really cool time. Everybody who was there last year. They, they they just spoke the world of it and and that I mean for for me you know I I, I spend a lot of time on the thing you know it's a, it's a big project of mine and to hear people talk about it as as a really special thing for them whether they were like local Vermonters reconnecting with the you know the, the tennis from that they saw back in the day back in the 80s whether it's the you know the, the younger generation who uh, who caught the Fed Cup back in 2007 and wanted more of it uh, people who had never seen tennis before and it, man. If you haven't seen pro tennis up close before and then you, you show up and you sit 20, 20 feet from the court and that's your introduction to tennis, you're going to be a fan, you know? And, uh, and so I had something for everyone. It was, it was really cool. Yeah, I, you've sold me, and to give our fans a little bit of perspective, as much as I look forward to this going to this event as a podcast partner, um, even before that, you know, I 
my parents are, you know, we had a, a chance as a family to go to Hawaii uh, a couple of weeks ago. And my whole family, my two brothers, my parents went. And unfortunately, I have to, I have a real job outside of this. And I said, no, I can't use up my vacation days. I need to go to the Stowe Mountain Classic. As much as I love you guys, I, I have to see this pro tennis up front. So, I, you know, I, if I'm willing to do that, that shows you how excited we are for this event, to be a part of this, and just how much we're looking forward as a team to coming to this and seeing this pro tennis up front. Um, you know, I, I want to ask you a couple more things about Grand Slam Tours and your partnership with Top Nan Management before we get out of here. Um, you know, Grand Slam Tours, as we mentioned earlier, is a, a company that allows fans to get experience tennis experiences throughout the world takes them to events you know like we mentioned Wimbledon and just everywhere anywhere you could want to go and so you know being a part of that company I'm just curious Kyle do you have any uh, personal events you recommend and just what is it about the Grand Slam Tours experience that you've enjoyed so much yeah no great great question uh, Grand Slam Tennis Tours does, does some amazing stuff uh, we are all mobilizing to Wimbledon uh, tomorrow and and Thursday where we're bringing uh, our staff of 12 people. Uh, we get there, we set up this hospitality house where we rent out this amazing house for the two weeks. We hire this great chef named Millie. Uh, she's worked with us for years. She cooks uh, brunch for our, our tour guests uh, every morning. So you show up at this house, you get your brunch, you get your, your debenture seat to, to Wimbledon. You, you, you know, have your Pim's cup and whatever you want to get going with your, your strawberry and cream, strawberries and cream in the morning. Uh, you start your day off as as perfectly Wimbledon-esque as, as you can. And and then you head off to tennis. And we just hit repeat on that for for 14 days. And it's it's awesome. Minus the middle Sunday. Uh, and we also, you know, we uh, as far as travel companies go, we take a little different approach than I think some of the others. Um, we're throwing this awesome party on Monday night, for example. Uh, we're going to have a foam ball contest. We're working with Racket Magazine. And uh, they're having a foam ball tourney. At our place, we hired this, uh, this three-piece musical trio to play pop songs. We're going to have all sorts of fun drinks and great food. Uh, and, you know, I, I don't think many other tennis tourism companies are building uh, cool parties into their travel options, for, you know, for example. Uh, I had a good time at Monte Carlo this year myself. Uh, that was the first time. <laughs> I had. How could you not? Sure, sure. I mean, I was I was working, you know. Somebody's got to work. <laughs> Uh, and and I've never been to that tournament. It is a cool venue. Uh, it's it's the most vertical. I mean, they they slap the whole thing on a on a hillside. So you have these these like mountains above you, and then the the sea is below you. And the venue is is like vertically kind of oriented. Uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't recommend it for people who aren't great walkers. Uh, but for for clay court tennis and the beautiful venue, uh, Monte Carlo was was a great time. Uh, yeah, we, we do a great experience down in Australia. Uh, it's far away and worth worth every minute of the, of the travel. We play, we play at Kuyung down there. It's a beautiful club. We get out on grass. That was the site of the original Aussie Open. You know, we try to do cool stuff on all of our trips, and I'm I'm lucky to to have this job. Look, I, I, I you again. I it, it is. It sounds beautiful. All of the entire experience sounds exactly what you'd be looking for. I would be remiss if I didn't didn't give a shout out to uh, someone I know you know well, someone who I haven't gotten to speak to personally, but uh, people at Cracked Rackets speak so highly of him. That's Top Notch Management, Sam Duvall. Uh, can you talk about what the partnership with Top Notch Management has done for Grand Slam Tours? Because you know, Sam has been so open with us about having his players come on our podcast and getting their stories out there, and we've been so appreciative. So you know, how has that partnership helped you guys? Yeah. Oh, man. Sam does Sam does great stuff. Um, I mean, this this 
tournament that we just discussed at length is is his his brainchild. You know, he uh, he has put so much time and effort into Stone Mountain Lodge Classic. Um, what he does with with the partnership between Top Notch Management and Grand Slam Tennis Tours is is really cool and really progressive. And then honestly, nobody else in the world is is doing this. I mean, they are. I mean, he's been able to incorporate his his players and his agency into a you know a, a travel business and the, the synergy that that it creates uh you know between both sides is really special um take our fantasy camp that we run out in wailea in in maui for example um what sam has done with this fantasy camp with top-notch management players you know we worked with shelby rogers stevie johnson riley opelka last year and then we invite our grand slam tennis tours uh travel client and we create this this amazing event. Um, Sam does all the the player relationships, uh, just as he does for the Stone Mountain Lodge Classic. And you know, with Grand Slam Tennis Tours' expertise in in travel and and hotels and uh, in our our marketing to our our client database, we are able to kind of work together and create this this really cool this really cool event. Um, it's kind of a, a three part energy between top-notch management and the, the agency and, and the ATP and WTA players, uh, Grand Slam tennis stores with a travel experience. And, and then, you know, we're, we're developing events through, through that relationship. Um, when we go to Wimbledon next week, we have all these, uh, these welcome dinners throughout, throughout the week. The first day that the guests arrive, we go to a restaurant and we bring by, you know, uh, tennis, tennis celebrities, tennis personalities. Uh, we've had Riley Opelka, who I know has appeared on your show. We've had, uh, Stevie Johnson and Sam Query come together. We've had Taylor Fritz, uh, Shelby Rogers, Caroline Garcia. You know, world number world number seven uh, is is coming to our welcome dinners, and it's and it's a really special thing to to connect th- these pros with with fans. You know, whether for a lot of times, you know, somebody like like Riley shows up, and you know, a lot of people haven't haven't heard of Riley. Uh, yeah, maybe they're not crack crack rackets listeners, for example. Uh, <laughs> well, then get them out of here. No, I'm just, I know, I know. Take their uh, phones and subscribe. <laughs> and and then you know after 20 minutes of hanging out with Riley, he's made he's made 50 new fans at this dinner, for example. Uh, and it's so it's a cool thing. And it goes both ways. And 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 Sam does an amazing job uh, with it. And he's he's not done too. He has some incredible ideas. You'll you'll hear about him soon. But he's uh he's keeping his foot down. You know I I, I do want you know we want to be cognizant of your time, but it wouldn't be a cracked interviews podcast if we didn't do a rapid fire. So I do want to ask you a few questions uh, before we let you go. Uh, does that sound good to you? Hit me. All right, let's do it. Westoff, cue the countdown clock. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay, you have been a counselor, a counselor representative, an actor, and an operations manager. Which of the three was the most difficult? Actor. Okay, on that topic, Micro Aqua Shaver 3000, what is that? It is a concept for a razor, except the gimmick is that it doesn't actually cut hair. Uh, it pretends to cut hair, and it jiggles in the water. Um, so we call it uh, we called it an aqua aqua shaver, but the trick was that it didn't actually cut a single hair on your body, but it was a good day's work, and uh, that's why I'm <laughs> the, the Screen Actors Guild. Okay, that's what I was gonna say. Part three: Are you part of the guild, and will we see a star for you on the Hollywood Boulevard? Um, s- someday soon. <laughs> to be determined. I like it. Okay, well then, most exciting player you've ever seen? 
Um, Saffin. Oh, interesting. Okay, Kyle Ross and Sam Duvall play a set. Who wins? Sam does, except well, he wins on the court, except I win after the court when he uh, his body no longer functions because he left it all out there and he starts driving um, <laughs> and has to go to the hospital for dehydration. Oh, I like it. Okay. Funniest player you've had in the Grand Slams Tour dinner? <laughs> Sam, uh, Sam Query and Stevie Johnson together are a, a pretty fun pair. Any funny stories there you can give us a sneak peek on? There's a lot of giggling uh, out of those. Yeah. I've never seen two grown men giggle so much. <laughs> well, then you haven't seen a good Cracked Interviews podcast. Uh, just wait till you listen back to this. Uh, okay, well then, this is one, just one of my favorite questions, so we'll end on this. The last time Kyle Ross cracked a racket. Wow. Um, you know, I have a really delicate touch, and <laughs> I, I have never cracked... Uh, I have never cracked an uncracked record. Really? A young Hyun Chung in August 2010 didn't beat you on the streets of South Korea and just uh, you didn't crack your rackets after? I, I should have. <laughs> okay, well, you know, Kyle, I want to thank you so much for coming on again to our listeners. We're talking about the Stowe Mountain, Cla- uh, Stowe Mountain Lodge Classic, again, August 18th to to the 22nd in beautiful Vermont. Kyle, thank you so much for coming on the Cracked Interviews podcast. Oh, you bet, Alex. This is a blast. For sure. Well, again, you know, I want to give one quick shout out to the super producer himself, Daniel Westoff, who uh, has been silent in the background, but as always has a hell of a job to do. And uh, yeah, to thank you for everyone listening, and we will see you all next time. Thank <laughs> you.